You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're joining me for episode 186 of the Blended Family Podcast. We just got through Halloween, and I loved all of the pictures you guys shared in the Facebook group. I love seeing little ones dressed up since mine just don't really participate anymore. I hope you all had a fun and safe time. We had a little bit of a setback this week. Remember I told you we were able to find my daughter a really cheap car, and we were so excited because it was $500, and it only needed small things, or so we thought, so we spent another 400 on registering it and 100 on new tires. So we're about $1,000 into this thing. Well, my ex is a mechanic, and he brought it into work to fix the brakes and fix it up a little bit, and the car just completely died on us. It wouldn't start at first, then it lost its overdrive, so we found out it had a transmission issue. So then I thought, okay, she could at least drive it locally to work. But then it wouldn't start again, and they discovered water under the carpet and found that two modules are no good. So basically, we were completely scammed by this guy who sold us the car. So at this point, I'm devastated because, well, that was the only money we had, and I just can't believe someone would do that. I mean, I know what happens to people all the time, but I looked this guy in the eyes, and I pleaded with him to be honest, and I explained that this car was for my daughter, who was there, so he saw her. I don't know, I would never be able to sleep at night if I did that to someone, and I have no idea how he rigged it to last just long enough for us to get it home. Because really, that's exactly what happened. We got it home and then everything just fell apart. So I was just filled with anger over it and I was hurt, and that's just not a good feeling for me to have. And then Sean said, as we were laying down to bed that night, and I was crying. He said, you know, maybe he just needed the money more than we did. And it was the best thing Sean could have said to me at that moment because really that's the only way that I can accept being taken advantage of in that way. It's the only way I can accept losing $1,000 in a week. We have to junk this car before even getting it on the road. Perspective, guys. It's hard but sometimes shifting your perspective is the only way to deal with being hurt. So that was my week, and I'm hoping this week is going to be a little bit better for me. I have been getting a lot of feedback on the co-hosting shows. So far, you're loving them. And honestly, I am too. At first, I did it to help myself with time, but it's turning out to be so much more than that. And I'm not saying it's going to be a permanent thing. I'm just kind of seeing how things go. But I wanted to say thank you to all those who are participating and to those who haven't yet, please consider doing it. You'll see as we go on that these are just fun, light conversations. And my favorite thing about it is that you all have such unique stories to share that I know others will relate to. And you're hearing from other people, not just me and my own experiences. So again, new perspectives on how people are managing their own blended families, which is so helpful. So if you want to join me on a future show, just sign up for a mini session at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. 
Okay, today is an interview show with a movie producer to talk about her movie about a blended family. And I'm really excited about this because I've never featured anything like this before on the show. So I hope that you enjoy it. And please keep listening after our conversation because I'm doing my monthly giveaway at the end and I will be giving away a copy of this movie. Enjoy. I'm so excited today to welcome Paulina Liguti to the show. After graduating Chapman University, Paulina moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career in filmmaking. Since then, she's written, directed, and produced multiple short films and is releasing her family feature film, Mail Order Monster, this November. Paulina, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm excited because, well, I've never featured a movie producer on my show yet, but what's even more exciting is that another movie featuring a blended family has been created. Of course, there have been many others like Mrs. Doubtfire, Stepmom, The Parent Trap, and one of my all-time favorites, Blended, with Adam Sandler. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're out there, but not enough. And I know you come from a blended family yourself, and surely that had something to do with why you wanted to create create the mail order monster movie in the first place. So first, why don't you share your own personal story of your blended family with us? Yeah, absolutely. So my stepmom came into my life when I was about 13, 14 years old, um, which is always that tough age as is. So then adding that new change into the, um, into my life and into the family dynamic, um, was really challenging, especially too, because my stepmom had never had kids before. So we were all learning, you know, how to, uh, how to navigate this, this whole new situation. And, um, I was at the, you know, it had just been my dad, my brother and I, um, and my sister was older. So she had actually been moved out. So it was the three of us for a really, really long time and bringing in, a new female figure where now I was taken from that role that was child, but actually kind of like surrogate mother, you know, to my younger brother and like the woman in the family doing a lot of those types of things. And now it's like, no, now you're back to being a child again. And that caused a lot of turmoil, um, for no reason of my stepmom's fault, but other than just like the nature of what the situation was and, you know, learning new personalities and all of that fun oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff that comes with change, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting because I love my stepmom. And at the time I loved, her name was Kelly and I, I loved her as a person, but I hated her as my stepmom when I was growing up. You know, and I found that to be such a common theme amongst people I know that were in blended families um, or had been in a situation where they had just gotten a new step parent around that same age where it's like, yeah, they love the person, but they hate them in that role. And so therefore they hate them and then they act, you know, you start to lash out, you become a little bit more rebellious and, but then you hate that you're doing that. So it, it led for some really interesting dynamics among, uh, around the, the theme of like intention. Mm. Right. And misunderstandings, uh, misinterpreted intentions too. I gained a lot of resentment towards, uh, my dad also, because I was like, you know, we're best friends. We have such a great relationship. And then that became fissured in a way when my stepmom first came into the picture, because he was trying to create a new role or try to create a new way of treating me when she came in. 
And I was like, wait, what, why, you know? And so that, you know, that communication and him trying to overcompensate and make sure my stepmom feels loved. And so therefore being harder on us because we're not treating her the way he thinks we should be treating her, you know? And then we're like, but you're not understanding where we're coming from. So I found that all to be very, really interesting as I got older and, you know, everyone's all fine and dandy now. And I love my stepmom. She's really one of my best, best, best friends. And, um, I realized that when it comes to store family movies, there's something to be said about perspectives, right? And I really wanted to tell a movie or create a movie where someone, a whole family could watch it and everyone could get something out of it. And the kids could, you know, turn to the parents and say, see what that girl's going through. Like, do you see why she doesn't, you know, that's where I'm coming from. And, but at the same time, I didn't realize that's where my parents were coming from in a lot of ways. And the parents could look at it and say, see where we're coming from. This is what we mean. But also, wow, I didn't realize that's where you were coming from. And people could take a step back and actually see the different perspectives and the different ways that maybe their intentions were misinterpreted. Yeah, that's some really, really good stuff. And, you know, I was going to ask you, why was it important for you to create a movie featuring a blended family? But it sounds like you just gave me your answer. I mean, you grew up uh, in in that kind of a situation, which is so common with what I deal with in my work every day with my listeners from all over the world, very similar situations. Um, so I think that's really amazing that you took some situations that you lived through and you kind of, I mean, I've seen the movie, so I know. I, yeah. I know the similarities there now hearing yeah. your story. So it's very, very interesting. Um, and saying that, like I said, I've seen the movie. It's not out yet to the public. Uh, but for the sake of the interview, I was able to view it. And I loved it. Every bit oh, of yay. it. Yeah. I mean, I think the movie's very well done. I love the storyline. Uh, and I think it's cast very well. But for the listeners, can you give them a quick synopsis of the movie? Absolutely. So Mail Order Monster is essentially about a young 12-year-old girl who um, has lost her mom uh, a few years ago, and her dad is getting remarried. Um, And she gets a gift from her soon-to-be stepmom, which is a vintage comic book, because this young girl is really into technology and building things and and comics and art. And so she's kind of a little bit of a a nerdy, uh, secluded... um, or reclusive type of girl. And on the back of this vintage comic book, which I used to have these when I was growing up, is they have ads for build your own monster or build your own life-size superhero. And you just send in the ad with some money and then you get the the parts. So she sends the ad in because she's being bullied at school and she wants to get back at a bully um, by building this monster. And it's not, it doesn't come to life or anything. It's just this little thing she pulls a prank, pulls a prank with. And then when she finds out that her dad's proposed to her stepmom through a little bit of magic, a little bit, all the stars aligning, a lot of emotions and a nice thunderstorm and lightning, uh, this monster ends up actually coming to life. And because on the, um, package, it's called a mail order monster. She calls it mom. And this monster is her companion. It's her friend. It's her way of holding on to what she inevitably has to let go of in order to accept new love, um, into her life. Cause she feels a lot of guilt, um, for moving on from her mom. So it's about that. And it's that story. It's a family sci-fi adventure movie. Um, and just like the movies that you kind of mentioned before, the pro blended family movies, which I love so much, this one really takes a kid's point of view. 
where it's a little bit different, where some of the other ones are more about the relationship and the parents. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, one of the things that I love about the movie, like you said, is that it is a true family movie, a movie that you can sit down with the kids and everyone is going to enjoy this movie. And I also think a lot of people are going to relate to it, even if the events and situations in the movie are different than their actual life. And Paulina, you did such a great job of showing the emotions and the struggles of every character in the film. And so I want to talk a little bit about the characters. Uh, We've got the classic stepmom role. And in the film, the actress cast here is Charisma Carpenter, who has been in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Expendable and tons of other TV and movie projects. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the past, stepmoms have always been depicted as evil, which is hardly ever accurate. In Mail Order Monster, that's not the case. So tell the listeners a little bit about what makes her so relatable in this film. Yeah, so she's a lot like my stepmom, <laughs> um, where she actually naturally possesses a lot of, um, she's very intuitive, and she's naturally a very caring somewhat maternal person, but because she's never had kids before and because she's coming, she's never looked at herself in that way. Um, and she's not evil at all, but she's, you know, now a new member of a family where this young girl isn't ready to accept that kind of change yet. So all of these good intentions and all of her efforts are treated with a very negative bias, right? So it's kind of, She's trying all these ways that she can connect with the young girl, um, Sam, in the movie, but it's how Sam interprets them that makes her view of Sydney, who Charisma plays, as bad and evil. And she knows that she's not bad. She actually mentions, like, she's not a bad, you know, she's not bad. It's it's complicated, just like her dad. He's not bad. It's just complicated. It's just what they're doing to me. Because when you're a kid, it's all about how everything's affecting you and your life, especially when you've been through trauma, you're often stunted in that time. You know, you're often not wanting to escape or change from that time. Um, and she feels a lot of guilt, like, especially, you know, when I was growing up, my, my mother's not biological mother's not passed away, but I felt a lot of guilt for accepting a new mom into my life. So often I felt pressure to reject that new person, even if I liked them. Right. So it's, Often with all the characters, but especially with um, Charisma's character, it's showing how there is no good or bad black and white. It's about how, again, like I was saying before, it's like how their actions are interpreted, how their role is interpreted. Um, And I really wanted to just paint the right picture of a a person or a a soon-to-be stepmom that really wants to get it all right, but she's also not going to get it all right. You know, her intentions, like she tries to change Sam by getting her new clothes and getting things like that. And Sam's not ready for it. You know, she wasn't, she's going to mess up too, but the intentions were good. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that really speaks true to a lot of uh, stepmoms coming into families. Absolutely. I think a lot of women are going to relate with that. Um, let's talk about dad in the film, played by yeah. Josh Hopkins. And he's had lots of TV roles, including Ally McBeal, and more recently starred on ABC's thriller Quantico. And he mm-hmm. did a great job in the movie, too. And I think he showed the true emotions of a single father raising a young daughter while mm-hmm. also trying to nurture a new relationship in to his life. Can you talk about how you wanted people to relate with dad in the movie? Yeah. Josh is a really fun role because I mean, I obviously have a lot of, um, sympathy for that role because of what, how, what my dad went through as well. And 
Josh is in an interesting spot because his relationship with his daughter is not your typical father-daughter relationship. Like they've gone through trauma together and they've become more like friends. And it's kind of speaking to that experience that I went through when I was growing up of going from that friend role to now you're my daughter role and trying and as much as he knows that his daughter is super smart and they have, you know, great convert. She's very self-aware in a lot of ways too. And, and she knows where, when he's not feeling great about things, like she's aware of his emotions, but this, for some reason, because of this subject, they're not able to communicate for some reason, this one, which is why Sam looks at her so poorly now that this person has been brought into their lives, like they can't communicate anymore. And I really wanted Josh's character to be also flawed. He does not know what he's doing. And I want, and so therefore he's almost avoiding a lot of the deep conversations until it's brought to a head. He's trying to, he knows how good charisma, like charisma's character, Sydney is going to be for his daughter. He can see it because he knows both of them so well. And so he's trying to force a relationship that wasn't quite ready yet. Um, until it eventually is ready. And so that's something that I notice can be very much of a dad quality is like they're fixers, you know, and he's also that kind of a guy's guy and he fixes things actually for his work as well. And so his way of like, okay, I know how to get my daughter out of this trauma. And this wonderful woman I've met who I really want to spend my life with is going to be so good for her. I need to put them both together, you know, and they're going to make each other's lives great. And I can see it now. But oftentimes when you do that with people, if they're not ready for it, that's only going to cause more problems. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to allude to that a lot in a script. Actually, you know, he talks about, you know, he says, you th- uh, you're so smart, but like, I know what's best for you. You know what I mean? And then the daughter's like, you think what's best, you know, you don't know what's best for me. Right. Yeah. Because she's so stuck in her trauma and her feelings and her emotions. Um, so I think a lot of parents could probably relate to that when, yeah, it's those intentions. Like what I'm doing for you, you don't know this yet, but you need this. It's coming from a good place. And the kid is so not ready for it yet that they just consider it as wrong and evil. And you're, why are you trying to mess up my life? Yeah, totally. And, and so then we have the adorable Sam Pepper played by the young actress, Madison Horcher. Is that right? Is it Horcher? Yes. Okay. Well, she's incredible in this film and I really felt her emotions throughout the movie. And I think a lot of kids are really going to like her as well. So, uh, what was the message you're trying to get across through Sam in the movie? Um, Sam has a, she's a great, Great character. And I, again, I just have to praise Madison because she really embraced the role and just like, she really brought it to life. She's just such an incredible actress. Um, Sam's character is really a character for any kid that is really at that age, because whether they're going through a blended family situation or any sort of change in their life, most kids at that age struggle just with change. Cause you know, you're going from, it's like that puberty age too. I mean, even when she's at school, everyone looks different. All those kids are actually roughly the same age, but some are taller, some are shorter, some have gone through puberty, some haven't yet. So everyone's going through this feeling of, I just don't quite fit. And Sam is in this place of three years ago when I lost my mom, like that's when my life was at its best and everything since then, I don't fit anywhere. So my only solution is to escape. And it's kind of a girl trying to take back what she can no longer take back. A girl trying to fit in a box that she's outgrown and really clashing against the world in that way until she's able to release a lot of the guilt 
and release a lot of her feelings, um, from that loss and able to accept them. And then she's able to really blossom and grow. It's kind of that feeling of like what you resist persists type of thing. And eventually when she's able to get past that resistance, everything gets a lot better. And her character, she's, these people that she loved have kind of let her down recently. Like, you know, her dad let her down with this proposal. Her best friend from years ago is now her biggest bully because they've both faced issues within their own home life and their young kids. And one went through puberty faster and became the popular girl and the other one stunted. And so it's, she just doesn't know quite how to navigate her life anymore. So she just spends her days in the janitor's closet, you know, just trying to live in a fantasy land. And so when she builds the monster and the monster comes to life, it's like finally something that understands me because this monster really embodies her mom's soul, which when you watch the movie, you get to kind of that aspect, you understand that a little bit more. And so she feels a deep connection to it. And, you know, ironically enough, the, the monster that feels like or the character that feels like she's bringing her back to her past or bringing, bringing her closer to her mom is actually the character that helps her release all of that. Mm. If that makes sense. Totally. And by the way, I was so glad that you added the storyline with the bully. Um, I won't say what happens exactly, but I love the way it played out. And I think that a lot of kids are going, that's just a really, I'm not going to, I can't say, but it's just going to be a good message for kids when they see what happens there. Um, And I'll be honest, I watched the movie while I was on a flight over to Las Vegas for a business convention. And I cried my eyes out right there on the plane. It was just such a touching movie. Um, And it didn't matter that my story doesn't look like theirs. What mattered is that you were able to demonstrate all of the painful emotions that every member of a blended family can experience. Um, So you just did an amazing job. What is the main point or message overall that you wanted to drive home with the film? The main message overall really is that blended families are about the gray area right? It's all about compromises and it's all about intentions. And the the message of the movie is that if everyone can understand or be open to where everyone else is coming from, then at the end of the day, we all find out that we all just want to be loved. Mm. Right. And the thing with blended families that's different is it's the, I choose you love, which is different from the I'm born to you love, right? That automatic, unconditional love. And the I choose you love is sometimes even more powerful because you really have to learn about you. It's, it's that choice. You know what I mean? It's a very conscious thing on a, on a deep level of like this person who I have no obligation to love. Really. I, I choose to love them and choose to have them be a part of my family because no matter what they're in, their actions, I know their intentions are always coming from a good place. And I think that I choose you love is something so special and unique to blended families. Like, you know, like I said, my, my stepmom and I have a phenomenal relationship and, you know, even my fiance, who is the cinematographer of the film, his sister's adopted. So, and she had a really, sorry, my dogs are barking. (laughs) She had a really, Jax, no, (laughs) really strong reaction to the film because she's relates to that. I choose you quality, you know, that I choose you message. And her mom did too, because it's like, 
that's, that's a blended family. And so really the under, we're doing these, I choose you letters actually leading up to the film's release where step parents and step kids have sent us letters, um, that are like love letters to each other about why they choose each other. And so we're going to be sharing those on our social media accounts, but really the message for the film is, you know, what it means to be chosen, um, and what it means to choose someone in your life, uh, and, and in your family. I love that so much. Um, and I guess the big question, and I, I think I kind of already know the answer, but I was going to ask you why the mail order monster? You could have used other storylines or characters to get your message across. So what made you choose to go with the mail order monster? That's a great question. And I have to um, credit fate into this one a little bit because I actually was brought on to a movie called Mail Order Monster a year before I made it as the line producer, which is the person that kind of logistically sets up the budget and everything. So it was a different director producer and the writer had made a movie called mail order monster. That was a completely different story. It was about a young boy whose parents had separated and they get back together at the end. And he still gets a monster from a comic book, but it's a completely different looking monster. And as soon as he puts it together, it comes to life because that's just the nature of um, that world. And what happened was before we were supposed to go shoot about a month before the funding actually fell through and the movie wasn't going to happen. And I, I just kept thinking about the script and I was like, mail order monster, mail order monster. I was like, it spells mom, you know? And I was like, I love family movies, but, and I never thought I'd make a family movie, but I was like, I love family movies. I just don't feel like there's one made recently that captures that fantasy and the adventure of old, like eighties, nineties family movies that I love but put that into like that modern day family from that kid's point of view and one that stars like a young female and everything like that. So I bought the script and I rewrote it entirely and made it myself. Well, good for you because boy, I mean, I I cannot wait for everybody to go see this movie, honestly. And I think, I think you absolutely got every message across that you were trying to, it really is a lovely family film. And I encourage every family to go out and see it. Uh, One of the messages that I'm always trying to convey with my show uh, is that love does prevail. And that sometimes, like you said earlier, we need to see something from someone else's perspective to really understand how they feel. Uh, I say that all the time. And both of those are demonstrated in the film. So you definitely got my vote. Uh, Thank you. Of course. Can you tell (laughs) us exactly when the movie is going to be released so everyone can go watch it? Yes, absolutely. So actually what's super cool is we just found out we got into the Portland Film Festival. Um, So it will be screening. If you're in the Portland area, follow us on social media because you'll be able to see it actually um, in like a screening theater. And then it'll be uh, released November 6th on... Um, Vudu, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Xbox. So that'll be really great. And, you know, we're an indie film, so any sort of love, review, star you can give us if you watch it would be amazing, amazing. Of course. And I'm encouraging all of my listeners to do that for Polina. Um, Watch the movie and then support her um, because this is a message that everybody needs to see. Uh, What's next for you, Polina? I actually, from this movie, got hired to write a true story family movie. Um, It's a 
I guess a Brazilian co-production because it's based on a true story um, that happened in Brazil. So I've been working on that script, which has been super, super fun and a completely different experience when you're working with true stories. Um, And then I'm also working on just another feature script of my own that's completely different as far as the tone and the genre goes, but still working with kids and families and navigating um, that world. I'm not going to give too, too much about it, but uh, I think family dynamics and kids, especially in today's age with technology, which is something that this script is going to cover, um, is just really, really interesting and something that I think everyone struggles with because it's all changing so fast all the time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and I almost feel like every family is a bit of a blended family now because we now have all the family member, which is social media. And, you know, that has become pretty much a character in most families and how to navigate that new presence, so to speak. Yeah. Well, listen, anytime something new comes out and it's family related, please get in contact with me. I definitely want to support you and your work. It has been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me today. Thank you. It's, It's my pleasure. Listeners, I will add all of the links for Paulina in the show notes for you. Go see Mail Order Monster. See it with the kids. It will be a movie you all enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Paulina. As promised, I'm giving away a copy of Mail Order Monster to a lucky listener. And that person is kolliver731 at gmail.com. I don't always have a name So this is just the email. For anyone new that would like to be part of my list and be automatically entered in to these monthly giveaways, please join at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. And if you can, include your full name as well as your email. No big deal if you haven't, but it just helps me a little bit. Anyway, I do these every month, the first show of the month. So please join me if you haven't already. And please share the show with a friend. I don't charge for all the free content, so please pay me back by sharing the show with others so I can help as many families as I can. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.